Since the beginning of time, civilizations have asked the questions. What is the human soul? How do we know it exists? Do we control our reality? Or are we actually living within a dream? What truly happens when we pass away? Join two of the world's leading experts in higher consciousness, and discover the truth about the soul, and the path to enlightenment. This is, The Living Soul. Hello and welcome to The Living Soul. Today we're going to talk about the soul and sleep and dreams. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't you win a award for sleep disorders when you were... When I was a resident, I did several months of research on sleep and dreams at the uh, Jefferson Medical Center. And I won an Albert Einstein Research Award for that research. And it was research looking at rapid eye movement sleep and antidepressants. So that's what I did. What exactly does the soul do when we go to sleep? And that's what our show is about today, the soul and sleep. When I did sleep research, it was something that was different than I thought it was going to be. A lot of it centered on uh, using uh, CPAP, which is continuous positive airway pressure machines for snoring. Mm. Um, so I did a lot more research on snoring than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But that's how you make money in sleep disorders. You look at snoring and you find a way to monetize it. And that's not to criticize the industry, but that's not what I was interested in. What I wanted to look at is the question you just asked. What happens exactly when you go to sleep at night? Where do you go? Because we spend a third of our lives in that place. Mm -hmm. You can go to sleep and you can be skiing down the Alps. You could be driving an Indy car at 200 miles an hour. You could be lying in bed, you know, in a castle somewhere, all while sitting in your bed or lying in your bed without having to move. But these experiences register in your body as real as anything that you're experiencing in your everyday life. Your heart does the same. Your muscles move the same. If you dream that you're running, the leg muscles are running, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's a paralysis that goes on in the body that if you don't paralyze the body, you will act out those particular dreams. So... There's a whole life that's going on in the body, a whole life that the brain is recording, that we live in the dream state. The soul goes somewhere. Mm -hmm. The body wants to go somewhere, too. I remember I had a case of a man who was a Japanese businessman. He was in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And he was sound asleep one night. He got up out of his bed. He was still asleep in his clothes, got a cab, and went to work. He was a high-level executive, so he had his, his key to get into the building, and he sat there. And when he woke up, he was sitting there at his desk in his pajamas, and he was sound asleep. He didn't remember how he got there, and he had what we call REM sleep behavior disorder. It was worse than sleepwalking. He dreamt that he was at work working, when actually it was 5 o'clock in the morning and the office hadn't opened yet. Hmm. Was this a regular pattern for him? Or? He had a number of different types of disorders. Uh, that all came together with this sleep, sleep behavior disorder. As another client that I had who tackled a dresser. 
He was a football player? He was a football player. And he <laughs> dreamt that he was tackling people in the dream. Mm-hmm. Actually, he broke his shoulder. Ouch. That's why he came in. He was on a shoulder brace. He had broken some bones. He dreamt that he was tackling somebody on a football field. He actually tackled his dresser. Dresser didn't move. When you tackle a dresser, you're going to lose that move. Uh, but that's the kind of thing that happens during sleep. Mm-hmm. We, we act out something in another dimension. That's what we're going to go into more detail with with this show. Uh, on a spiritual level, when the etheric body leaves, doesn't it go to recharge itself? Where exactly does it go to recharge itself? You know, losing sleep is more dangerous than not eating. Mm-hmm. It's more dangerous than not drinking. It's more dangerous than just about any other physical behavior you can miss because when you lose sleep, you start to hallucinate. Mm-hmm. You start to not be able to function in the physical world in the same way. You can't drive and mm-hmm. be safe. You can't interact with people and be safe. You may look at your wife and, figure, and look at her like she's a turkey you need to carve up because in your mind, you're hallucinating a turkey. Well, that can be dangerous. People have killed other people hallucinating things about them from lack of sleep. So there's somewhere that we go that recharges the brain, recharges the body, recharges the nervous system so that we don't do that. Mm -hmm. And the part that stays with the body, that's just to animate the body so that it continues to function. Exactly, exactly. While we're asleep, something keeps the body rigid Mm -hmm. so that we don't act out those things. But while the body is kept rigid, the body recharges. We can get energy from wherever this place that we go to, and we're going to talk about that more as the show moves on. But there are things that we do in sleep that are sacred. Mm-hmm. We have to have sleep. We have to have dreams. It's not enough just to go to sleep. We have to have the body dreaming in that sleep state. Otherwise, there's a psychosis that kicks in that can be fatal. We have to have both of those processes. So I just wonder... Why is it that most people can't remember their dreams? I mean, we spend a third of our lives sleeping. Why can't we remember what we do while we're sleeping? Well, on any given night, we're going to spend hours dreaming. Mm-hmm. So on an average person, if you live 70 years, you're going to spend 10% of your life in a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, most people, if you ask them, if the person's a 40, 50-year-old person, they can't remember four or five years of dreams. It's just not going to happen. There is a part of yourself, part of your soul called the dream sensor Mm -hmm. that blocks out everything, not just dreams, but everything that we experience during life. You can't remember what you did two weeks ago yesterday. You can't remember what you ate for supper a week ago because that part of your consciousness, excuse me, blocks out everything. Mm -hmm. But it in particular focuses on what we dream because there are things that we experience in dreams that our consciousness can't handle. Mm And we're going to talk more about that in the show. So if you're a person who have a difficult time trying to sleep or go to sleep, what is a remedy to help them go to sleep? What is it that's causing them not to be able to get a good night's sleep? You know, as a psychiatrist, when I hear that question, that question has a thousand answers. (laughs) It can be a mental illness that's preventing your sleep. It can Mm -hmm. be an anxiety disorder. It can be depression. When you're depressed, you sleep too much or not well enough. It can be uh, a psychosis. You're hearing voices, and the voices are keeping you up at night. A great example is that that um, was a movie that had Patrick Swayze in it. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie, Ghost? Ghost. With Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg won mm-hmm. an Oscar for playing a voice in somebody's head. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that can keep a person awake, none the least of which are just having the basic condition of not being able to sleep. And that's what our show is about, sleep and the sleep.
humans sleep is one of the most mysterious processes of life. Each night, we spend about 7 to 10 hours in a mysterious world of sleep and dreams. Humans spend one third of their lives sleeping, and sleep deprivation is more dangerous than going without food, or water. The mysterious world of the soul, encompasses a life that is separate than what we experience when we're awakened. The soul travels to a different dimension of reality that we only remember as dreams. We process the information of dreams in a different way than we process our waking thoughts. The soul leaves the body during sleep, and its travels are marked as different sleep stages that are recorded in the brain. There are five sleep stages, but we spend most of our time in stage two. Stage 1 sleep lasts 5 to 15 minutes, and tends to be very light. Stage 2 sleep lasts 5 to 15 minutes. The body temperature drops, the heart rate slows, and sleep spindles appear in brain waves. Stage 3 and 4 sleep are two distinct phases, in which the body repairs itself, and dreams are very uncommon. In stage 5 sleep, also known as rapid eye movement sleep, dreams are common. This stage lasts for up to one hour. But what does the soul do, while the mind is dreaming? To where, does the soul go in its travels beyond this world? Many mystics believe that the majority of the soul leaves the body during sleep. The portion of the soul that remains in the body during sleep protects the body, and gives life to the organs. The body is paralyzed while the majority of the soul is absent. This absence and paralysis prevents the body from harming itself. There are worlds that exist beyond our domain that are inhabited by dreaming souls. These worlds are remembered as the worlds of dreams. While you're sleeping, you can be skiing down a mountain in Aspen, having a great meal without ever leaving home, and seeing old friends and acquaintances that you have not met up with in years. Sleep and dreams, give us freedom. But you know, after watching it, I, I noticed that when it was breaking it down into the different stages, that it says that we spend most of our time in stage two. And I looked at the time period for stage two, it was saying it was like five to 15 minutes. If we spend most of our time in that five to 15 minutes, 
What do we do in the rest of the stages? Well, it was a little bit misleading in that we have, during the night, a number of 5 to 15 minute stage 2 intervals. Mm -hmm. We have a number of stage 1 intervals. We have a number of stage 3 and 4 intervals. All those intervals, intervals recur in cycles during the whole night. And in some of those cycles, we're more awake than we are asleep. Mm -hmm. So over time, we spend a lot of the night going through a very complex series of cycles in sleep that is coordinated by the brain and by the soul. At the end of the night, we don't remember any of it. All of it is coordinated by the nervous system and the soul reacting with the brain to give us a very well-orchestrated, restful night of sleep if we're lucky. Well, one of the things I've noticed in my own personal dreams is that when my soul wants to get my attention, it will give me something in the dream that I cannot forget. And I look for those when I'm sleeping. And sometimes if I don't like a certain dream, I just change it. And I think a person that has that ability to do that, as you continue to evolve, you'll find that you can be a lot more conscious and awake in your dreams, uh, and then you can kind of direct where you want your dreams to go. But I've noticed for myself, when my soul wants to get my attention, it'll have something very unusual happen, and then I'll wake up and say, wow, that was weird. But it's also true is that during the night, we interact with each other in our dreams. Mm -hmm. We can see people that we haven't seen physically in years in a dream. We can eat dinner with them. We can talk with them. We can watch TV with them. We can spend time with them in a way that we don't usually spend time with them in the physical world after our physical relationship is over. Mm -hmm. There is a network of energy created by the soul that continues a relationship in the sleep state, in the dream state, that we don't necessarily get the luxury of continuing in the physical world. So you're saying that a, a couple that was together uh, could break up uh, in the physical world, but um, but your soul might not soul be ready to break done. up with that person. Right, so you're soul still continuing may, the soul relationship. soul may want to say, I still love her. Hmm. I still love him. And you may still continue that relationship in the sleep state for many years. Hmm. There have been cases where a soldier goes to war. Soldier's gone for years, but the soldier continues to dream about his wife, his girlfriend, his sweetie. The woman continues to dream about him for years, even after the man has been confirmed to be dead. Hmm. killed in battle. The dream state will continue to include a relationship that physically can no longer exist. So does that happen because of the dream sensor? Does the dream sensor kind of coordinate what it wants a person to remember or not? And Maybe we should give a better description of what the dream sensor is. Dream sensor is a portion of the soul that determines the content of your dream. It also has a, the job of blocking out that content once you have dreamt it. But the dream sensor is like a, a great conductor aspect of your consciousness that decides what you're going to dream about, how long you're going to remember it, how long the dream is going to last, and what happens when you wake up. Typically, when a person wakes up, we only remember our dreams for a few minutes, mm -hmm. and then it fades away because of the action of that same dream sensor. Hmm. Maybe we need to talk a little bit more about that in our next section. Sometimes we can do things in the physical world where the soul just doesn't want to let go of the experience. Like my son recently went to Milan by himself, which I'm very proud of him for doing. But even now, he still dreams about being there. 
He dreams about being in certain places in Milan, even though his physical body is back in the States. His dreaming body continues to dream about being there, thousands of miles away from where he's sleeping now. So you're saying that the soul has left a piece of itself in Milan, or what are you saying? That's, that's probably a very brilliant way to look at it. The soul has aspects of itself that it can become attached to in the physical world. Mm -hmm. There are people we can become attached to. There are places we can become attached to. There's events that we can become attached to. There's phases of life that we can become attached to that the soul doesn't necessarily let go of all at one time. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, we can continue to relive those experiences over and over and over. Like, there must be some experiences you have in your dreams that just continue whether you're thinking about them or not. Well, yes, of course. Uh, but one of the things that I find interesting is if I wake up before I want to wake up, and so my body wakes up, but I don't quite feel like myself, like I'm not all the way back in my body. My soul is still wherever I just was, where I was dreaming. And it takes hours before you feel like you're all back together, like your soul finally enters back into your and body. what you've just said is a crucial observation because most of us wake up before the soul is entirely back in the body. And as a result of that, we walk around a lot during the day with only part of the soul back in the body. Mm -hmm. It causes drowsiness, it causes accidents, it causes poor work performance. Also, it causes trouble in relationships because half the time you're not fully aware of what another person's saying mm -hmm. because of your soul not being fully back in your body. And if you keep doing that, day in, day out, year in, year out, eventually your sleep starts to become fragmented. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in a lot of people as we age. We don't sleep as well, sleep is broken up, we don't get enough REM sleep. We actually don't get enough sleep, period. Mm -hmm. And that fragmentation comes because of exactly what you said. We don't sleep enough, and we get up before the soul is fully back in the body. Mm -hmm. That fragments our sleep experience, and it ultimately fragments our ability to sleep. Well, what can a person uh, gain from writing down where they were, what they did in their dreams? Because dreams kind of give us an idea of what we're going through in this life. It's important to anchor your dream experiences before the dream sensor has a chance to totally block them out. Because mm -hmm. if you don't write down what you're dreaming, your dream sensor will make sure that you forget it all. Mm -hmm. On an average night, you can have seven to 10, I've had as many as 15 dreams in a night that I wrote down, that I remember as separate dreams. Mm -hmm. But if I don't write them down, if I don't sit there and try to focus on what I dreamt, I'll forget every one of them. Mm -hmm. And they'll be gone with, you know, within a minute usually no more than five, ten minutes after I wake up. Writing them down helps you anchor them in this world. Even, you know, sometimes I would use a digital recorder where I would just record what I say without having to write it down, but that digital recorder helps me focus that dream in this world. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious, what or who built the dream sensor? Because at some point it seems like it's our friend, and other points it seems like it's not because things that we should remember, it kind of makes it dissolve so that there, we can't remember. There are it. a number of theories about that. But one of the best theories that I have read is that scientists believe that the dream sensor was created at the moment of our birth into this world. Mm. The most seminal event of life when we come into this world is being born. Mm -hmm. We go through either a birth canal, but we're always going to have to come out of the womb. Well, in the womb, it's dark. It's warm, 
Mm-hmm. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. We get our food fed to us. It's wonderful in there. Mm-hmm. Then you got to come out. People handle you. It's cold. It's bright. Somebody's going to hit you really mm-hmm. hard to make sure you start crying, which is something you don't have to do in a womb. Mm-hmm. Those are all painful experiences. And if you go through the birth canal, you're going to have an experience where your shoulders are squeezed and almost dislodged. Your head is squeezed almost in half sometimes. So these are very painful experiences. The dream sensor, according to some theories, may come from the experience we have of all this pain, all this discomfort forced upon us within a few short moments. Ah, the so. dream sensor makes sure that we block those experiences out so that we don't, most people don't remember those experiences of being born. Mm-hmm. We don't remember the first year or two of being born for that reason. But your mother does. Your mother does, probably. <laughs> <laughs> she remembers all of that. It's like trying to birth a bowling ball or having a umbrella opened up inside of you. That's what it feels that like. Must hurt. That, that must really hurt. Sorry, Mom. I know I have a big head. <laughs> Sorry about that. So with uh, the dream sensor trying to protect us, it looks like it's trying to protect us. And as you'll find if you continue to follow our show, that we do a lot more than just what the everyday thing of going to sleep and having dreams. There's a lot going on while you're you're sleeping, and there's a lot going on while you're dreaming because – uh, we're not always here in this plane. We're in other dimensions. A uh, video mentioned other dimensions that we go. Other worlds we... that we go into. Mm-hmm. Scientists believe that we have at least 11 dimensions of reality that comprise what we call our world, our mm-hmm. universe. And these 11 dimensions of reality are dimensions that we can approach during the dream state. Mm-hmm. We can dream about places that make absolutely no sense. Here. I mm-hmm. remember dreaming recently about a, a place where... Instead of being a person, you and I were dragons. Hmm. And as dragons, our wingspans covered a mile of the sky, half Hmm. a mile on each side. Well, in the physical world, you don't see dragons like that. But in this world, in this dimension where I visited, you and I experienced reality like that. And it didn't feel like a dream. It felt totally real. Mm -hmm. I could touch it. I could smell the air. I could feel reality around me just as I feel it here. So dream reality... Is no different than our reality, except that we experience it consciously as something different. And that is her show on the soul and sleep and dreams. Thank you so much. I don't know.